Have nothing to do over the holidays? Don't have anyone to get any gifts for? Are you sad and lonely sitting at home? Well, head over to patreon.com, find the Daydreamer Media account, and give us a gift. We have different tiers, so you decide how much money you make. Can, can, it, it's your choice. It's a gift. Be in the holiday spirit. Give to the fantasy daydreamers. What's chillin', what's chillin', y'all? Welcome into another episode of the Fantasy Daydreamers Podcast. I am your host, JJ. You guys can follow me on Twitter at JJ Daydreamers. With me today, I have Keone. Hello! And hi and happy all the, all of the holidays. Every single one of them, not even the end of the year ones. All of the ones from all of time. <laughs> so, Sam Hain, um, uh, everything. I can't think of any other old ones. Pagan holidays, you know, good ones. So there you go. People's birthdays. Um, yeah. The, the, um, Frida Kahlo Day. I don't know. <laughs> does and, she have her own day? I, she does now. Happy Frida Kahlo Day from the Fantasy Daydreamers. And other for other um, famous holidays, you can follow me on Twitter at Daydreamer Keone. Oh, we are now expecting that. Once yeah. a week, at least, for you to drop, like, oh, it's National Bread Day or something. You got to let us the, know now. They're, the they're going to be made up. up. Yep, they're going to be made up. They're <laughs> going to be fake holidays, but sure, I, I can do that. Oh, yeah. I can't wait for free to call a day. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm excited to find out when it actually is. Yeah, grow my eyebrows out. It's, it's one long day that stretches <laughs> out over the whole week. Nice. And producer Ian is with us. Uh, what up? You can follow me at Daydreaming Ian. Uh, I'm not going to be awkward like Keone. Today we got some news to go over. We got some start-sit questions, over-unders, and then we got a couple player discussions. So, let's get into the news. The Chargers have placed wide receiver Mike Williams on the COVID-19 reserve list as a close contact with Keenan Allen. Big news for the Chargers. First, Keenan Allen gets placed on the list. Now, Mike Williams gets placed on the list. How are you guys feeling going into Week 14 about the Chargers' wide receivers? Uh, they uh, they need they need both of them. Like they that that really is if they're not able to play, um, that's a big hit, huge hit. But I mean, for all intents and purposes, they only have to get like a, a couple tests, right? Uh, uh, Mike Williams is reported to be unvaccinated, so it does not look like Mike Williams will be able to go this week. Keenan Allen has a much better shot. Okay. Well then, um, good. That looks good for your, uh, Jalen Guyton thing. Yeah. Yeah. I believe, uh, Mike Williams needs five days before, uh, before he can even, uh, test or anything. So it does not look like Mike Williams will be playing. That sucks. But yeah, let's go Guyton and uh, Eckler. 
Eckler should see at least uh, like 10 targets, I feel like. Against the New York Giants, uh, they, sh- they should still be able to move the ball and get stuff done. Fair enough. The Saints have placed running back Mark Ingram on the COVID-19 reserve list. But good news, good news for the Saints. Alvin Kamara was a full participant in practice on Wednesday. So it looks like Kamara will be back while Mark Ingram is going to miss this week. You starting up Alvin Kamara first week back, even with Taysom Hill? We know in the past Taysom Hill has taken away from Alvin Kamara, especially near the, in, the, in the red zone, near the end zone. How do you guys feel about AK? The Saints are facing the Jets. So, yes. yes. Started him up. Yeah. Drafted him too high, and he's too, much of, he's too much of a workhorse to not start him when he comes back. Bears quarterback Justin Fields was medically cleared and will start versus the Packers. Good news for him. Uh, yeah. But I don't, I don't think you start Justin Fields in fantasy. No. Um, this is better for Mooney. Yeah. And maybe David Montgomery? I don't know. But hopefully Montgomery has a similar way he ended last year. Um, and he, had, he started it off last game. So hopefully he continues it till the end of the season. Vikings wide receiver Adam Thielen has been ruled out for tonight's game as we expected. But just letting you know here now that Adam Thielen will not be playing. See, we told we talked about it before and we kept our promise, so we would let you know. There, the haha. And no surprise. That'll do it for the news today. Let's move on to our start sit questions. If you guys have any questions, you guys want us to answer your questions, you guys can find us on Instagram or Twitter at FFDaydreamers. DM us, tag us in your post, ask us your questions. We'll answer as many as we can. All right, first question. Chase Claypool at Minnesota or Van Jefferson at Arizona? Where do you guys lean? Um, I, I like the... I like the matchup for Chase Claypool better. However, I don't know if I can rely on Big Ben to get the ball, you know, into to his receivers when it's not like like yeah, um Deontay Johnson, he's gonna get the ball he's cause he gets targeted a ton, but still, like Big Ben is not the quarterback I want leading my team at this point and moving forward. And so that's why and then Van Jefferson he has a worse matchup. However, you know, in the past few weeks, he's had a score in the past two games each. And he's uh, had this in last week's game. He had the second most targets and routes for the team. So that's a good sign. And he's been productive. So I'm going to go with Van Jefferson because I feel his quarterback play is more reliable. And he's just been able to produce more than, than Claypool. At least as of recently, he is the he is the hot hand. Um, <clears throat> I have to agree with Keone. I mean, looking at these guys, they're both pretty identical, and except for one category, both have thirty nine receptions. Uh, Chase Claypool has two more targets on the season. Um, I think Chase Claypool has like fifty more yards total on the season. That's not a big discrepancy this late. But Van Jefferson has four more touchdowns. Uh, Chase Claypool only has one touchdown on the season. Van Jefferson has five. I got to ride the hand who 
is more likely to score. So I go with Van Jefferson. I feel you on that. I'm going to go the opposite way, though. I go Chase Claypool. Minnesota, (laughs) Keone's looking at me like it's bias or something. I don't know. Uh, Minnesota has given up the most fantasy points per game to the wide receiver position. Like Keone said, it is the better matchup. And that's why I'm gonna that's why I'm gonna go there. Arizona is a pretty good defense. Yes, Van Jefferson has been a little bit hotter, score has been scoring more touchdowns. But Minnesota just always lets teams score on them. Like the, it's always a a lot of points scored in their games. And it's always close, meaning both teams are throwing the ball a bunch. So I go Chase Claypool here. All right, next. <laughs> Taysom Hill at the New York Jets or Cam Newton versus Atlanta? I'll say first, Keone, because it's real quick. It's Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill will not be benched at halftime. That's why. So, Cam Newton. Cam Newton, both of them aren't the best throwers, but Cam Newton was like 5 for 21. Meanwhile... Taysom Hill was 19 for 41 and I'll take, I'll take 19 for 41 over five for 21 every day. Like it's just, I feel like Taysom Hill will have more of an opportunity and he'll be able to check down the ball more to Alvin Kamara. Hopefully he's learned that he has that safety net because I know last year he did not uh, do that a lot. And this Jets defense is terrible against the run. uh, Fair. Yeah. And Cam Newton. Yeah. But Cam Newton's going against Atlanta. Like both Atlanta's played are... all right as of recently. They haven't been good, not even close to good, but they've been playing okay. The Jets yeah. still let up so much uh, groundwork that yeah. I got to go with Taysom Hill. Yeah. Cam Newton's really only hope is somehow they make it to the 20 uh, off the back of somebody else, and then he steals the touchdown. I wouldn't even say the 20. I would say like the five. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, we're all on the Taysom Hill. Hill. Because bo- like both of these are very, like these are very similar. Like both are like running first kind of quarterbacks in a way against terrible, against like not good defenses. And then they also both had really not the greatest of showings um, last week. However, like Taysom still, Taysom Hill had four interceptions last week, and you like you can't argue your way out of that. But he still had around thirty fantasy points, which is like if you can throw four interceptions and still have around thirty fantasy points, I'll take that over Cam Newton. Yeah, like as Ian said, doing ju- like poorly enough to get benched. I I think the big part of that too is, is the run. He like he, he had well, hundred yards. His coach let him throw four interceptions. Fair enough. If he was a player that they were worried about not throw, like not being able to throw the ball, they would not have let him throw four. Mm. Cam Newton got benched at two interceptions and a lousy um, completion percentage. So, uh, what's his name? Sean Payton is going mm. to stick with Taysom Hill, yeah. uh, unless he performs absolutely the worst game of his career. So, yeah, we're. I mean, we're all saying Hill. So, yeah. All right, Tony Pollard at the Washington football team or A.J. Dillon versus Chicago. 
I I slightly lean Tony Pollard here against Washington. Washington uh, did lose Montez Sweat. He was placed on the COVID-19 reserve list. Another defensive lineman there in Washington that they're going to lose most likely for the week. And then Tony Pollard has been inside the top 24 running backs the last four weeks. He's running pretty well. He's he's still hovering right around 40% snaps, but getting 10 touches a game, 50 yards, has a chance at the, at the, at the end zone. Zeke's still banged up. A.J. Dillon, on the other hand, Aaron Jones is coming back. And yes, it, I don't think it'll be completely Aaron Jones 100%. A.J. Dillon is still going to get his work, but... Aaron Jones is going to be the lead back there. Yes, Zeke is going to be the lead back for for Dallas, but Tony Pollard gets his work. They have design plays for him, so I'm going to go Tony Pollard here. It's going to be another Pollard uh, for me because he is incredibly explosive, and I think that dis- like both of them are explosive, but I think the deciding factor for me is Zeke is not as healthy as I would like him to be since like having him on my team and Aaron Jones is coming back and he seems like he's going to be healthy and like he's not a hundred percent, but healthy enough to be the guy who's starting and getting the majority of the snaps and Tony Pollard, regardless of if Zeke is the starter or not, he, they use him in the game a lot and he gets he gets production in the game when he is used. So he has the ability to break off a run like we saw last week and get in the end zone. So I think Pollard is just has a better opportunity this week. I got to go. I got to go with Pollard too. Um, That one is more of a committee backfield, even though Zeke is clearly like head of the committee. Um, If Aaron Jones is back, then AJ Dillon kind of loses his role. his role tur- or his role turns into um third down work, you know, just when a Aaron Jones is kind of off the field. Meanwhile, they'll put Tony Pollard in like let's give Tony like three plays instead of just like okay, Zeke Zeke ran the ball five times in a row, let's get Tony in to give Zeke a break real quick. So, I got to go Pollard. All right, Tyler Conklin versus the Pittsburgh Steelers or Dawson Knox at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This one is tough. Um, only because, like, it's tough because Tyler Conklin has a better opportunity this week with Adam Thielen out. But then again, there's this ugly little monster rearing its head of the Thursday night game. And so that makes me a little bit skeptical. Whereas Dawson Knox, he, I know he had a terrible game against New England, but then again, so did everybody basically in that game. Like, that was not, that was a running backs game. For sure, and the pre- the previous two weeks he did do well. He got over like ten fantasy points in each of those games, and in the game prior to the New England game, he had two touchdowns. So I think because of that, I'm gonna go with Dawson Knox. But I can understand somebody picking Conklin just because of the opportunity that is there without Thielen. Um, I am going to disagree. I'm going to say Tyler Conklin. Uh, when last this last week when Thielen was out, because Thielen was out the whole game, I think he got one pass. 
uh, Conklin saw a large boost in targets and receptions. Uh, before, during the season, his previous high was eight, and that was all the way back in week three for targets. And uh, last Sunday, he got nine. So that was his new high. And he got seven receptions. Once again, he tied week three for that production. Um, he clearly did see a boost with Thielen out, and it looks like he's going to be their shallow receiver while Justin Jefferson's their, well, the rest of the field receiver. So I got to go with Conklin on that one. I slightly lean Dawson Knox here. Tyler Conklin, he's good. It's it's a really tough one. I just think that the Steelers... A score. (laughs) That's it. The Steelers don't give up as much to the tight end position. Uh, because they give up a little bit more to the running back position and the wide receivers, while Tampa Bay shuts the run game down but leaves that tight end position open quite a bit. And if Josh Allen and Dawson Knox can exploit that, he can easily get have a two-touchdown game against Tampa Bay and be one of the best tight ends on the week. Uh, Tyler Conklin, you're hoping it's in the end zone. Yeah, he's probably going to get... Uh, quite a few more targets and receptions than you're used to. But I think KJ Osborne is going to get baked into the wide receiver work as well. And so Adam Thielen going out early last week, now they have a whole week to prepare for him being out, giving KJ Osborne that little extra step and having Conklin just go back to his, his role, which is, is a really good role. But I just slightly lean Dawson Knox here. All right, Russell Gage at Carolina or KJ Osborne versus Pittsburgh. So this is where I think this is who I think benefits from more from Adam Thielen being out is Tyler is KJ Osborne, and not that Tyler Conklin won't, but I just think t- KJ Osborne will be the main beneficiary of Adam Thielen being gone. And you know he is the the uh, little did you know. He is the unofficial son of Norman Osborne, a.k.a. Oh. the Green Goblin. Um, but he, he is known as uh, the, the Skull Goblin. <laughs> you know, and every, every, uh, every, every pass uh, he catches is he throws a little uh, purple explosion ball, whatever, <laughs> but it has, it has Viking horns on it. You remember back from the 2000s movie? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know exactly what I'm talking about when I describe the, the little purple ball thing. <laughs> um, the exploding ball or the ball that disintegrates people. Anyways, he's going to do that to defenders. And, you know, he's going to be saying, I'm a bit of a touchdown monster myself. Um, to- oh, my God. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> to to um, take a quote from. Willem Defoe's character. Uh, yeah, so and he's going to get in the end zone, I think. And not that Gage hasn't, hasn't done well. He's, he's done well uh, the past two weeks, but I can't trust Atlanta at this point. So it's too good yeah. to be true. So there you go. I think that's where I land as well, is Russell Gage is not a, not a terrible pick, especially against Carolina, whose defense has been struggling. I just 
don't think I can trust Russell Gage on this offense. Yes, like Keone said, he has done good the past two weeks. I told you on the last podcast, pick him up off your waiver wire because he has been producing. But I I would rather have KJ Osborne in an offense that I know is going to be putting up points. Yeah, it's a Thursday night game, and that kind of scares me. I I don't really love it, but I think KJ Osborne definitely has a shot at getting in the end zone. We've seen him do it before. Adam Thielen out. I think Osborne steps into that wide receiver two role quite well, and so I lean KJ Osborne here. The Steelers are the 23-ranked defense against wide receivers, Um, so I got to go KJ Osborne as well. That's also, what I, yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah, they don't give up a lot to the tight end. They give up a shit ton to the wide receivers. Yeah. So, um, so. I th- I think both are going to do well. As in... You, yeah, your flex I, option. Uh, the thing is, both are going to do well relatively. Yes. Um, I'm not expecting much from Conklin. I'm also not expecting much from Dawson Knox either. That's the thing. Uh, so I think KJ Osborne's going to have a good game. Carolina's the seventh-ranked uh, defense towards wide receivers. So, um, yeah, Osborne's going to have a bigger opportunity to get work done this week. Also, I, I, had, I don't know how I missed this opportunity, but I'm glad I thought of it. Uh, this Osborne is going to put an end to the Pittsburgh's Uncle Ben. So Good, good. All right. <laughs> Last one here. Jamal Williams at Denver or Deontay Foreman versus Jacksonville. Um, I'm going to go Deontay Foreman. Me too. Uh, Denver's think, rush uh, defense is pretty good. Jacksonville, terrible. Tennessee, they can't really throw the ball. Yeah, Julio Jones might be back. A.J. Brown will not be there. Uh, they don't have a lot of wide receivers after that. So they're going to have to run the ball. It's going to be a split, but I lean Deontay Foreman. They found somebody who can run the ball for 100 yards without Derrick Henry there. I think they're going to rely on him this week because they're like, okay, he can do it. We, we got to feed the hand that can get us at least close to winning because it's all falling on Ryan Tannehill, and Ryan Tannehill does not have any help anywhere else. Even if Julio is back, I don't think he's going to be um, 100%. Um, I agree with, with all that you're saying. And Foreman got it the hard way, whereas like the, they had two 100-yard runners. I think Hillian, I think his name, Dontrell Hillian, uh, Hilliard. he got it. Hilliard, that's what it is. Uh, he got it on like one really, really long play and then mm-hmm. the rest. So um, er, uh, Foreman earned his 100 yards. Um, so yeah, yeah, he had nineteen. He had nineteen carries. So yeah, I go with Foreman as well. All right, that'll do it for our start sit questions. Let's move on to some over unders. So I'm going to give you guys a player and then a fantasy point total. You guys tell me whether they will go over or under that number. First up, Brandon Ayuk, wide receiver for the San Francisco 49ers at Cincinnati this week. Is he going to go over or under 12 fantasy points? Is Debo Samuel playing? Debo Samuel did not practice on Wednesday. They're waiting to see how... 
they're hoping Kyle Shanahan, co- head coach, is hoping he can p- practice on Thursday to give him a better uh, judgment. I think regardless, I'm going to go with the under because it's just they don't they don't give him the ball enough. And I'm going to pull a Ryan here in the spirit of him and give a stat prediction. Let's hear it. So for the week 14 fantasy performance against the Cincinnati Bengals, Brandon Ayuk will have four catches on seven targets for 71 yards and no touchdowns. And if I do the math, that's less than 12 (laughs) points. Yeah, I'm going with the under as well. He's only gotten over 12 12 points three times this season. And uh, one of them came completely without Debo Samuel. So uh, he's been been really disappointing for fantasy this year. I think he disappoints again this week. Cincinnati's a pretty good defense. I'm, I'm, uh, I have one question real quick. Okay. Who is the 49ers running back this week? Yes. Or should I should say no? So I think the silence is exactly what I wanted. Uh, I think he's going to go over because Kyle Shanahan is supposed to be a mastermind when it comes to offenses and he likes to do jet sweeps and stuff. And I think this is where he has, he has to rely on maybe getting some clever uh, yards with Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel. And it's just kind of, kind of be a, a heavy, heavy game on what talent he has available. So I'm not saying it's going to be a lot over 12, but I'm saying this is a good, good week for him to hit his 13 plus mark. I think, um, George Kittle, Debo Samuel and George Kittle day, not Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk. Fair. I think Debo Samuel does play, and that will be their lead running back. Hopefully, Elijah Mitchell uh, is able to play. If Elijah Mitchell plays, I'm for sure going. The, if Debo Samuel and Elijah Mitchell play, I'm for sure going the under on Brandon Ayuk. Uh, fair, but as of right now, it, it yeah. doesn't. It's up in the air with that, and so yeah. no running backs. I gotta go over because. Fair. I mean, I don't think George Kittle's gonna run the ball more than maybe twice. I can see Brandon Ayuk getting five carries. All right, Devontae Freeman, running back for the Baltimore Ravens at the Cleveland Browns, over or under 10.5 fantasy points. Since their bye week, he's played on 58% or more of the offensive snaps. He's really became their lead back in Baltimore, which is a run first team. Yeah, the Ravens have thrown a little bit better this season, but they also have fallen off a cliff uh, recently with their passing game. Lamar Jackson has not been hitting his his targets. Ryan went over all the stats on the last podcast. Hollywood Brown's not scoring. Mark Andrews is not scoring. The one thing that is staying pretty consistent is Devontae Freeman. He runs the ball pretty well. He always has a chance of getting in the end zone with this team. Yeah, it's against a really good Cleveland defense, but it's a division game. And I think that the Ravens 
losing to the Steelers was really hard for them. I think they come out and they are hungry for this win against Cleveland. And so I think Devontae Freeman gets in the end zone. I'll take the over on the 10.5 fantasy points. Hmm. I agree. I think he's just peppered with too much, uh, too many touches to knock it over 10 and a half. Um, even this last week, it showed that he can catch the ball. He had eight targets, uh, five receptions, 45 yards. Even if he only gets 50 rush yards and then maybe 30, 40 pass yards, that's getting close with in a PPR league. So I got to go over because I think they're going to give him the ball a lot. And as as much as as like as consistent as he has been, he's kind of ping ponged the last few weeks. Bing bong. And <laughs> last week he he pinged. So this week I think he's going to pong, a la like Miles Gaskin, where he <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he has a good pong. he has a good game and then he has a bad game. So he pinged and then now he's gonna pong. Um, but you do bring up good points, and I do want him to I want to see him do well. Um, but I just think it's like it, he's going to fall into that pattern, but hopefully I guess he pings again. So, or, you know, it's be like an, an ace or something. Is there an ace in ping pong? I don't know. Let us know if there's an ace in there ping pong. There is. Yeah. yeah oh, okay. Yeah. Well, there you it's, go. It's the same mm. as tennis. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. He's going back, forth, back, forth. Uh, I hope it doesn't happen. Even with that, he hasn't been outside of the top uh, 36 running backs since week six. So hopefully, uh, I think you could play him for sure. Mm. All right. That'll do it for the over-unders. Let's move on to some player discussion. Discussion. All right, let's just talk. (laughs) Yeah, not yet. Not yet. It's coming, though. Uh, Let's just talk about some players. Uh, First up, DJ Moore. Wide receiver for the Carolina Panthers. Playing against Atlanta Falcons this week. How do you guys feel about DJ Morris? I think he suffers from a case of the GPBTs. <laughs> which is good player, bad team. Mm. And I know that's a it's good it's you know, it goes around the league every year, you know, affecting a lot of your fantasy players, and it's just like you know, you got to have them, but they are just end up on a, a bad team that doesn't, you know, cater to their ability. And unfortunately, DJ Moore is, is one of those guys. And I mean, hopefully either Newton or Walker get him the ball because he is so talented. But I don't know. It's just a poor quarterback play has let him down a lot. But I, I like him. He's a very great, he's a great player and it's a good matchup and, and all that good, good jazz and for whatever reason, I like his name. His name is interesting to me. I don't know. Just, <laughs> just shouts off the page. I don't know. It's somewhat unrelated, yeah. but still. It's a he always leaves you wanting more. <laughs> <laughs> That's a knee slapper. <laughs> um, yeah, DJ Moore still clearly the number one wide receiver for this Panthers team. He hasn't gotten less than seven targets in a game all season. Uh, his yards haven't been great, have, haven't been terrible, though, most weeks. The problem is his, he's not scoring touchdowns. He only has four touchdowns all season. Uh, two of them came in one game. So he's, he's, I think he only nailed it right on the head. Good player, bad team. It, 
it's just rough to it's been rough to watch this season and if you've had him on your fantasy team it's been it's been hard how do you think he would have been if he were to be like on the jags that's another bad team but i would say a more competent quarterback play right now uh, no because we've seen like we've seen um What's his face? Um, uh, I can't remember why I can't remember his name right now. DJ Chark, not DJ Chark, but um, Marvin Jones. Marvin Jones, Mar- like Marvin Jones. If they, if that's the case, then Marvin Jones should be having a better season than he is, but he's not. So I think that that's like DJ Moore would be in the Marvin Jones like spot, and it's just they're not like. But know. but Marvin, but before DJ Chark got injured. DJ Chark was in a different spot than Marvin Jones. And whenever DJ Chark left, no one kind of filled that role where DJ Chark was getting like 12 targets. Yeah, only three receptions, but 12 targets in a game is huge compared to Marvin Jones, who he just doesn't play that same role that DJ Moore, DJ Chark uh, do play. So I think it would be a little bit different of a role. True. I don't know if it would be any better, though. Yeah, and I think it's also like it's kind of there's multiple things in play because DJ Chark has been out for the entire season, right? And so that might have been most of it. Yeah, that might have been like a different quarterback play or or stuff like that, and you know, so I, I I don't know, but yeah, it's I don't think it would be ideal if he moved. And but do you guys remember when we thought when Cam Newton came back and we thought Robbie? Do you remember? We thought Robbie Anderson was going to be. Like back again? No, we didn't think. We were hoping. That's true. Yeah, we were all hoping yeah. for a brief, brief moment. We I mean, DJ, DJ Moore started the season kind of hot. I mean, he started week one. He was the wide receiver, thirty-two. Then twelve, eleven, three, and then he fell off. Fifty-eight, thirty-nine, twenty-six, forty-four, forty-six, fifty-three, and then the last two weeks, twenty-one and twenty-one. And that, like, you know, perfect. You know what's? Go ahead. That is <laughs> perfectly coincided with Sam Darnold doing well and then not doing well. Yeah. Like, so it just shows how much he just needs a competent quarterback. Yeah. You you know what I think is going to happen too is at the end of the year you're going to look at his stats and be like, huh, wow, he actually had a pretty good season because he's going to, uh, un. Like he's gonna be a thousand yard receiver. Mm-hmm. I mean, he only has four touchdowns, but even if he gets one or two more, it's gonna be like he had like a thousand yards and six touchdowns. Oh, this yeah. must this dude must have been solid for a team, and it's like no, not at all. Yeah. I just feel bad that his three quarterbacks he's had to deal with are Sam Darnold, PJ Walker, and Cam Newton. Not a not a uh, good bunch. I mean, he's on pace for a hundred and fifty eight targets. Wow. Yeah. Let me, uh, let me see. Ninety-three receptions. Mm. <laughs> that's that's a yeah. That's a that's a good. And one thousand two hundred nine yards. Yeah, that you you take that like, <laughs> right? You, yeah. yeah. But like at this point, could you be starting him like on your team? Yes. Don't want to. But but I think just because you you kind of have to. But yeah. like, yes, it's it's not like ideal. The thing is, is you wanted him to be a top end wide receiver too, and he's became a wide receiver three flex option, and mm-hmm. it's been yeah. really disappointing. Yeah. Um. All right, let's move on to our next discussion. James Robinson, running back for the Jacksonville Jaguars at Tennessee this week. 
James Robinson, what do you guys have on him? Oh, I got a lot of dirt. I got a lot of a lot of <laughs> files. All the dossiers. <laughs> why? Why can't my boy be loved? <laughs> why? He's at worst. He's a he's a like middle ground running back. And in the NFL right now, if you have a middle ground running back, that is a big. Because at least you have a guy who's going to go out there and get you 60, 70 yards every week, maybe break off for a couple more. But he's just not, he's not appreciated. The whole drafting Travis Etienne was a slap in the face when it wasn't necessary. Like, you went and got an undrafted guy who did so great for you last year. And then now you're just going to be like, oh, you know what? Actually, we're going to go get another running back. Literally the only Sorry. bright spot on mm. your team for an entire season. Yep. First and round, go, we'll take your position. <laughs> and we're going to go get the quarterback. And then you know what? The quarterback's favorite friend. The running back. Mm, what? Yeah. did? So, I don't get it. It would have been different if you have like a really good wide receiver and then you went and got a new quarterback. And then the quarterback's number one wide receiver target or even tight end. I'd be, I would understand that a little more like with um, what the Bengals did. They were like, okay, we got the new quarterback. We probably need O-line, but you know what? This man already has a rapport. Jamar chase. We'll go get him. This one. It just doesn't, it, it doesn't make sense. I think he needs to go to another team where he can be better appreciated. Cause I mean, he, he gets it done. Yeah. He's the running back 16 right now on the season, and he's only busted three times outside of the top 36 running backs three times. And one of them was 38 in week one. Um, But man, five finishes inside the top 12. He's he's very talented. He's on a terrible team. We we just talked about this team is really bad. the one bright spot that they have that they had all last year and that they still have this year. He's still playing really well. Yeah. It's sometimes in garbage time and it's because they don't really have any other running backs there. So he's going to be the one touching the ball 15 times a game, but he produces whenever he touches the ball. So why not? He's, he's averaging 4.9 yards per carry. Impressive. And seven, and 7.5 yards per rush. Like these are sorry. Okay. Uh, hot take. He should. They should trade Travis Etienne and keep yeah. keep James Robinson. I agree. Um. But yeah, he is the best player on that team, and it's just unfortunate that the team is so bad because I feel like he could be doing so much better, and then it's just like. He's able, like, with what he's able to do, it's pretty impressive. But it's just like you can only imagine how much better he could be doing if his team wasn't like really like just awful, awful. And so it's just like the potential is just, and it's it is like kind of it is very much a slap in the face and like somewhat karma ish that ETN got injured. And granted, you don't wish an injury on somebody, and it wouldn't be his fault that he was drafted because like good for you, that's like a lifelong dream, you know and opens up so many opportunities for people but like it's more of karma on the the team themselves for like put just like putting the disrespect out there Mm -hmm. so it's kind of like what you get and this is what like 
you reap what you sow in a way. But yeah, because James Robinson is 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 he's better than the team. Like yes, like he needs to like find a way to be able to move on from this bad relationship that he is better than. <laughs> I think the biggest difference here is last year he had seventeen point one attempts per game rushing. This year he has twelve point five. Mm. That's a that is too significant of a decline. And he had three and a half receptions per game last year. This year he has two point five. He he's being moved out of the offense. Yeah, and it's it's like you said. Reason. He's the only back, so it's not like he's sharing the backfield really with anybody. I mean, maybe um, uh, Carlos Hyde. Carlos Hyde, but that's that's really if I mean you not really. So it's like he's the guy. So it's like they're purposely kind of limiting him or not using his, him as much, and it's just like why you you remember how I said he had three bus games. Mm-hmm. In those three games, he had five attempts. Four attempts and eight attempts. Every other game, he's had eleven or more. And even the one where he had eleven, he finished as a running back thirty-two. Every other one, he's had twelve or more, and finished inside the top twenty-one. And so, whenever they give him the ball, he does really well. And whenever they don't, kind of makes sense, you guys. And, who would have who guessed? The game where he only had four carries, he played eleven percent of the snaps. He got injured that game, yeah. and then. He had to like he did they miss it? No, he it was he missed he missed, missed the week the after. Week. Yeah, yeah. So he he had the bye week, and then this last week, eight carries was well they got blown out thirty seven to seven. They needed to pass, and then the very first week was Travis. Did Travis Etienne play? No, no, no he, he didn't. Would. So they just were being jerks. They, yeah, <laughs> they were just being jerks. Yeah. Hashtag. All right, that that'll Hashtag. do it for today. I was just saying, hashtag free James Robinson. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. All right, that'll do it for today's podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. Again, all of our content is on our website, fantasydaydreamers.com. We also have Instagram and Twitter posts coming out all the time, FF Daydreamers on both of those, so go ahead and uh, follow us on there. Like and subscribe wherever you guys get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitch for live stream stuff. Tell a friend. And remember, stay dreaming. Stay dreaming. Stay dreaming.